0: Journey to Organization, episode 121, Gift-Giving. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman, advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Bigan, personal organization, and today I want to talk about gift-giving. You know, we are getting into the season of giving gifts. We are coming up on one of the biggest shopping days of the year, and I thought it would be an appropriate topic to talk about gifts. Now, I'm not against gifts normally, in general. (laughs) I love a great gift. Uh, I'm not even really against shopping, per se, as, you know, just an act of doing something shopping. I am against it uh, as a way to pass time and just for sport, but that's a whole other episode. I think the thing about uh gift giving is that most people give gifts and they think mostly about themselves and not really the recipient and I think that that's that's really what I would like to speak today about is you know giving for yourself and not the recipient. And, and I think that it's important to discuss, you know, how to give a good gift. So today we're going to discuss that and uh, hope you enjoy it. Now, the thing is, is we buy gifts that are basically useless. (laughs) Uh, A lot of times we buy them because they fit our budgets, but they're really thoughtless and don't take the recipient and their needs into account. It's not even just their needs. It's also what they might really want, right? We, We don't always take that into account. So Let's say you're going to a meal. You bring a bottle of wine, right? It sounds nice, but what if your host doesn't drink wine? So now you've given them a gift that made you feel good, right? Because you brought something and you did your social obligation, but it doesn't actually convey any gratitude because (laughs) it was useless to them, right? So they'll probably end up re-gifting the wine, maybe, or it'll just sit there for ages because no one will drink it and it might go bad. And then you've basically spent money for nothing, right? And maybe you have a stash of gifts that you got on sale or something that you got as a gift that you don't want. And you keep an area in your home for regifting gifts. Uh Hopefully if you have this, you, <laughs> you keep all the gifts together in one space, but more often than not, I find that people really don't have them all together in one space. So that's an organizational problem. And that's only one of the reasons why I'm against re-gifting or buying gifts in advance. Uh, but you're buying these gifts. They're taking up space in their house, even if they're not organized together in one space. And these gifts are generic. They're just in case. And you run the risk of not really connecting with the person you're giving them to because You haven't really thought about the person you're giving them to. You're just buying them because these look nice to you and the price is right. Now, it kind of, kind of, but not really, you know, makes you look good, right? You were ready. You were prepared. You had something on hand to give. But frankly, I kind of find it insulting and I would rather get nothing than something that is really not useful to me or that the recipient didn't think about giving to me, right? Like they just gave it to me because it's what they had on hand, but they didn't actually think about me when they purchased it, or even really when they gave it. And the worst part to me is when your friends come back to your house, and they're looking around expecting to see the gift they gave you. Usually they think it should be displayed like it was so special. But That, you know, you didn't keep it or you don't value it. So it's shoved away in a corner, you know, of your house. And, you know, your friends like insulted. Well, where's the gift I gave you? (laughs) But the thing is, is, it wasn't that important to them. And now all of a sudden it's important. It doesn't make any sense to me. And it feels like it's really about the gift giver more than the gift receiver. And I think that that's a shift that we really have to address within ourselves. That it can't just be about... The good feeling you get when you give a gift, the gift also has to make the other person feel good, right? I really think that when you don't take the time to give a gift that is thoughtful, it actually says to the person, you know, you don't care about me, and spending a few minutes of your time to figure out a gift for me is not, you know, worth it. <laughs> so, For example, I always tell people who are coming to my house, I don't use plastic in my life. And then they show up with a plastic gift wrapped in plastic. And it says to me, they aren't listening to me. And if they are, they aren't hearing what I'm saying to them and that they don't really place any value on what I believe in. And I think that that doesn't foster friendship. And again, I would rather get nothing than a gift that, you know, I don't believe in. And while this may seem extreme to some people, think about how you feel when you get a gift, really examine the times in your life when you got a gift that was perfect and thoughtful, something you really wanted. And then think about a time when you got a gift that wasn't thoughtful and perfect and how you felt when you got that gift. And I think if you can imagine those two feelings next time you're giving a gift, it's going to be a lot easier for you to give something that a person really wants. And with that in mind, let's talk about today what makes a great gift, how we can give great gifts, and how we can give gifts that won't cause clutter, because that's important. And obviously, we always try to tie back to organization here and journey to organization. So the first thing you need to do when you're giving a gift is really consider the recipient. Who are they? What do they like? What do they value? Will you just add to their stress by giving them this gift or will this gift take it away from them? Their stress that is. So let's take a friend. Maybe you're going to their house for a meal. What do they like? Are they wine drinkers? Maybe they love tea. Maybe they love plants. Think about what's already in their house. Think about, you know, you know what they like to drink. Maybe you know that your friend likes fancy teas or buys a certain brand of tea that's not so cheap, maybe, and that's what you should give them. Or maybe your friend broke all of her stemware and she needs some new stemware, so maybe that's the perfect gift for her. Be a a detective when you go to somebody's house, when you listen to hear them and hear them talk. Put these clues store them away um i always store clues about people in the context section of my phone like i keep a little in the notes section on under their contact when i think of something that might be a good gift for them i put it there and i'm always thinking about these people and i think that that makes it easier to give gifts when you have to give a gift because you know you don't have to remember all these clues that they're giving to you but it allows you to have a receptacle for these kind of clues right Now, if you don't know the person you're going to be sharing a meal with, which happens frequently, especially in our house, there are lots of things that you can do. But even if you don't really know the person, you've never been to their house, there are lots of clues that people give you when they're talking to you. And you just have to be a good listener to hear them. And I'm not talking about listening on a very basic level. I'm like, listening Stop what you're doing, listen to them, focus on what they're saying, and make a note of it. So, for example, let's say you're talking to someone who you're going to go to for a meal. You've never met them, you've never been into their house. So, let's say they ask you, do you have a food allergy? Perhaps they have a food allergy also, and that's why they're asking, because they're sensitive to it. Or maybe they asked if you eat meat. Maybe they're vegetarian and... You know, they want to see if you are and they want to try to accommodate you, but it's a clue about them. Like if you know someone's a vegetarian, would you bring them some steaks? No, (laughs) because they won't eat them and that would be a waste, right? When you move past yourself and listen to another person, they will give you clues about themselves. People are always telling you the truth about themselves. If we don't notice it, it's because we're wrapped up in our own whatever it is and we can't notice it, you know, but we have to train ourselves to be better listeners and hear what's important to other people when they talk to us. They often tell us straight out what they want or what they don't want, right? And I think that, you know, in order to give a good gift, you really have to listen to what other people are saying to you. So how can we give a great gift? Well, listening is a first step, but I think we need to take it a step even further. But before I do, I want to keep gift stocks or gift reserves uh, or gift stashes uh, a minute of my time because I think that it's an important subject to talk about. I think that gift stashes can be useful. Sometimes, like for a kid's birthday party, but in general, I think they're awful <laughs> again, it's a good way to give something, but when you are gifting something, you're giving something to someone else that you didn't want. okay, so put that aside for one minute and just think about this from an organizational perspective. Regifting gifts takes up a lot of space. And I don't think for for the most part, it's worth it. It's not just the regifting, it's the purchasing things in bulk. You know, when you see a gift that, oh, is a good generic gift, right? It's a bulk gift. It takes up a lot of space. And a lot of times we forget that we even have this stash and we don't, Necessarily go to it when we have to give a gift anyways. So then it's really pointless because then we have all the stuff we're not using. It can easily get ruined and it doesn't really show that you've thought about the recipient at all in any way. You're saying to them, I think you're generic (laughs) because I'm going to give you and I'm going to give you a generic gift. And that's insulting. And I think that it's not a good way to maintain your friendship with someone. And it's not a good way to start a friendship with someone. So from an organizational perspective, the gift stocks are not great, because you know, they take up space, but also, you know, they're saying, you're not important enough for me to buy a new gift. And, you know, you're putting someone out el- your problem on someone else, basically, which I don't think is fair. And not really the, the in the, you know, it's not really in the spirit of the gift giving, if you're giving something that, you know, you just didn't really want. One year, my twins had a birthday party and I wrote no gifts on the invitations. And all the parents were like, what? What do you mean? No gifts? How could I not give a gift? Of course, I have to give a gift, right? But I just didn't want my kids to have a lot of pieces of garbage. (laughs) Uh, You know, small little silly gifts that were gonna end up in the trash the next day because they were low quality and they're made from quality, you know, materials that, and these things that are things that really have no value and, but people are spending money on them and I, I didn't want that for them. And so all the moms got in, got together and shipped in and gave a little bit of what they could in cash. And the twins actually got a larger gift, something that they actually wanted instead of lots of little silly gifts that they didn't need, want, or that were good for the environment. And actually, I think it's a great, besides for the money as a gift where they can get what they want to get, it's actually a really great thing you can do for a child. It shows them that, you know, you can save up and you can combine money from a lot of different places to save for something that you really want. And it helps with the problem that I think is a huge problem with kids today is instant gratification and they can't wait. (laughs) Um, But additionally, it also cuts down on waste, which is also a really important value to teach to kids. So I think that there are things that we can do over the next few weeks to cut back on giving our kids too much and, and also giving our friends things they, they don't, don't really want. So I'm going to give you a few uh, gift ideas (laughs) to help with, with the problem of, first of all, it will help with clutter, but also it will help with giving great gifts and not giving useless gifts. Uh, So this goes back to the question, how can we really give great gifts? So we can listen when people talk to us. We can say, you know, we hear what you want. We hear who you are. And the first way we could do that is we can say, here's some cash. Go buy what you need, right? This is an especially good gift if you know your friend or your child is saving for something in particular. Maybe you can't give the whole amount. Maybe you can just give a contribution, but you can say, I know you're saving for something and I can't give you more than this, but I I really want you to be able to get what you need. So here you go. And I think that the money with a meaningful note is so important. I mean, if I knew my friend heard me in that way, I would feel amazing. It would just feel great to me that they were listening to me in that way. Um, the second thing I think is a great gift is if you don't want to give cash, consider gift cards. It will also help them get to their goals, uh, but you know, it's for a specific store. So if you know they're saving up for a specific blender or something like that, you can give them a gift card to the store that sells it. And that will also help if you don't want to give cash or you want it to be a little more discreet gift cards are also great for kids because you know it allows them to have money without really losing the money uh, or without having the same exact responsibility as money a lot of times gift cards you can you can register them um, and therefore if they get lost sometimes not for every gift card but sometimes they can you know be reloaded if you can claim them lost before they're spent okay so number three Consider group gifts. So if you know your friend is saving for something in particular, and you know that a bunch of people are going to want to give give her a gift, you can get a group together and say, you know, I know that this person really wants to get this, whatever it is. And I think it would be great if we all chipped in and got it for her. And I feel like that's a great way for people to get what they want. And for all of the friends, it makes it, first of all, it makes it so much easier for everybody in the group because, you know, there's a common thread. It's coming from everybody and everybody feels better because they're getting this person something that they want. And the person, the recipient feels better because they have gotten what they want and not something useless that they didn't really need. A group gift is also great if you are giving gifts to a teacher or to a bar mitzvah boy or a bat mitzvah girl, or or in really any occasion. It's just great because all the pooling of the money together makes for a better gift. In Israel, I think it's actually a really great tradition. (laughs) At first I thought it was weird, but when you go to a wedding or a simcha or something like that, there's a box. It's like a safe and you just feed your card with your check or your cash right into it. And it stays there. And that's what everybody brings. Nobody brings gifts. <laughs> and at first I thought like, oh gosh, that's so tacky. But then I thought about it. And I'm like, it's perfect because then everybody's getting what they really want and they can buy whatever they want and they can use it to pay off their wedding or they can use it to pay off, you know, something else or buy themselves a car or whatever, buy themselves a house even. And it's just great. Like, for it to be that way where that's the social norm. And I don't think it's unacceptable in other places either. Cash, again, is always king, right? Now, if you want to make sure that someone's really gonna use the gift for something other than like groceries, (laughs) you can always get a gift certificate. You can buy a service. You can buy a service for... My in-home service, for example, a lot of people do that. They want to get their friends a gift. So they, they contact me and they say, you know, three of us are going to pay you X amount and we want to buy one session for our friend. That's a great way. You can buy a service for someone, a cleaner. You could buy, you know, some service that they need in the house maybe, or you can buy them something that's like a massage or a manicure. The one thing is, if you do give a gift certificate like this, make sure that it's something that your friend actually needs or wants because, you know, you don't want to get them, you don't want to waste the money. Uh Some of the other things you could do is for friends who don't have cars and, you know, spend money on taxi services, you could get them gift certificates to a taxi service. There are lots of ways to be creative. And just think about what your friend does and does not have. And it makes it a lot easier to really give a great gift. Okay. Number five, memberships. For us, it it was actually some of the best gifts we've ever gotten because it combines uh, an experience with family time together. And a lot of times these memberships allow you to take friends and spend time with other people who might not uh spend time with you can buy memberships to museums or to parks, and you know it's just a really nice way to spend time as a family and It's a really useful way to give an experience one time my husband's grandmother gave us a gift membership to uh the queen Science Museum, and what's great about it was every time we went a lot of the times we went, she went with us, but also every time we went, I would say. Great grandma gave us this gift and we would think about great grandma and we would, you know, spend time thinking about it. And I think to this day, it's like one of the gifts that I think the most about. It was a really thoughtful, great Gift. Um, It included, you know, tickets for parking, so we could end up parking for free. And it included reciprocity to other museums, so we even got to go to other museums for free, which was great. Because I think actually the Queen Science Museum allows you to go to like uh, the zoo, all the zoos in New York, and the aquarium for free. It's like a reciprocal to there, and it was great. And we went to the zoo all the time and or maybe that was the zoo membership. I I, <laughs> I can't keep it straight. It was a while ago. Um but all of these reciprocal um memberships happen when you're a member of one place, so a lot of times if you're traveling, it's great cuz you can use these memberships even when you're in a new place and that's an exciting thing to do, I think. For for us anyways. Um but it's a really great gift because it says like I'm thinking about what you can do in your time instead of just buying you a gift that is made or it's allowing you to cultivate some sort of experience, which I think is really great. Number six, foods. Giving specialty foods to people is, in my opinion, a great gift. A lot of times people drink like or are who are coffee or tea drinkers they don't always necessarily buy themselves something that's great or a treat or something like that. Or, uh, you could give them a gift to Starbucks or wherever they like to get coffee or tea. But, um, I think that giving food gifts is just a nice gift to say, I'm thinking about you. I'm coming to your house. I know you drink tea. I'm going to bring you, you know, tea. I'm going to drink, bring you a nice coffee, whatever it is. I I think that it's a good gift. And I just want to say this as an aside, if you're going to someone's house and you bring them food, you shouldn't expect them to serve it, number one. And number two is, you know, you shouldn't be expecting to give a gift thinking that you'll be included in it. So for example, if you give chocolates to someone, don't expect them to open them up, you know, and offer you a chocolate. Give it because you know that they love the chocolate and assume that they'll save it for a time when you know as a reward or sometimes special for them, and you know you don't need to you don't need to worry about it um I think with food I think with food, you can even do something like send over pizza and a salad to your friend for dinner because frankly, if you're a busy mom, that's a great repeat reprieve, thinking that you know I don't need to buy dinner tonight you don't have to always make something yourself. And if you can make something yourself, that's great. Take it over to your friend. That's also super nice. But even just, Hey, I'm going to send you a pizza. Don't worry. Dinner's on me tonight. You don't have to stress out. Like it's not an expensive thing. It's something that's easy to do and it will be super appreciated. And I think that that is really, that's the point to giving a gift, giving something that someone will appreciate. Sure, a pizza or a box of tea or a box of candy won't last forever, but the thoughts that came with it will. And I think that that's important. Okay, number seven, plants. In general, I'm against flowers because I find them to be just wasteful and, you know, they die so fast. Who wants to clean up some dead flowers at the end of three or four days, right? But plants are a great alternative. Now, personally, I have three plants that I haven't killed. (laughs) One from my husband, one from my mom, and one from a friend. And every time I look at them, I think of those people and it makes me send them love and light. And I feel connected to them in a way that I didn't necessarily feel before. When I water them, when I just am looking at them even, I feel that those people gave me something and it's a reminder of them and most people don't have an objection to plants. If you um, are worried about allergies try to get a plant that you know doesn't have any flowers on it. Look for a plant that is air purifying like bamboo or peace lilies. Those are great because those help clear the air in the house also and make just the space more pleasant to live in. It's a bit more work to get a plant because, you know, you got to water it and take care of it. But honestly, I think, again, it's much nicer than looking at a bunch of dead flowers. Number eight, take your friend or your child out for some one-on-one time. That's my favorite gift. I love one-on-one time with my husband. We try to have breakfast Friday mornings together. It's really great when we don't have it. I, I miss it. <laughs> um, I like when we get these times together. Alternatively, if you can offer your friend time with her husband or her child by taking one of her kids or some of her kids or all of her kids, that's also a really great gift. Um, but for me, I, I have to make time. I have to carve out time in my day because we all have different schedules and we're all doing different things. If I want to have dinner with one of my kids, you know, the other one might get upset or insulted. So, I love when I have like a little bit of time just to take myself out for coffee <laughs> or go out with my friend for a drink or have ice cream with one of my kids. Putting, saying to your friend, I'm going to take you out for coffee, drink, ice cream, whatever, and then saying to them, tell me what day works for you and making that work is a huge gift because you're giving your friend The gift of human connection. It doesn't cost you that much. How much does two cups of coffee cost you? How much does a drink cost you? How much does ice cream cost you, right? But you can spend 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever, with your friend. And that time is important. And today we just have less time connecting to people live and in person. It's a good, it's a really good gift. Number nine give experiences. Frankly, it's close to number five to give a membership, right? But it's not exactly the same thing. You can take your family on experience as a gift. uh, And even if it ends up being awful, it'll still be something that you talk about for years to come. I still remember the place where (laughs) my parents took me to when I was 10 years old. We went to the Grand Canyon and we ended up staying in this awful, awful hotel. And to this day, it's like a big joke in our family. And it's, it's something that, even though it was just totally disgusting at the time, we still talk about all these years later. And I think when you can give your family or your friend an experience, it it allows you to have these memories, and, and it surges your happiness whenever you're thinking about it. And that's a nice feeling, I think. Um, an experience can be, you know, something big or something little. It can be that you all, you know, take a picnic together. It can be... It can be that you take a trip somewhere or it can be that you are going to a museum, whatever it is, or a show or a concert or whatever, whatever it is that, you know, lights up your family, that's going to be a great experience Um and it's going to be a great gift. I think that if you focus less on the details a little bit, not that you shouldn't be detailed oriented, but it's not about what exactly the experience is, it's that you are all doing something together. This is also a gift you can do with a friend. Um, a friend of mine took me to a concert for my 30th birthday. It was a great experience. Every time I think about the experience, I'm so happy. I think about my friend and it makes me feel glad that she did something that I really wanted. And, you know, I think that that's really the whole connection of friendship and it's not about the stuff that you have or that your friend gives you it's about the experiences that you have together and you know the clutter that comes with friendship sometimes you know it's a physical record of of stuff but to me it's not the best way to record a relationship with somebody else okay number 10 give courses, lessons, learning experience. If you know someone wants to take a class or a lesson or even contributing to one of those lessons, it's helpful. So for example, let's say you wanted to give one of my courses to your friend as a gift. That's a good gift. Even if you said to her, I'm gonna contribute X amount to the gift so that you can have it, that would be helpful, right? It's a great gift to give to your nieces and nephews or grandchildren because I mean, here in Israel, we have after-school Hokim. they cost between 150 and 200 shekels a month, a month, so about $50 a month, right? So if you can contribute, you know, just towards one lesson, I think that that's really helpful. I, for all the times that my mom contributed lessons, I always said, you know, um, we call my mom Ima, everybody calls her Ima. <laughs> Emma's paying for this. It's a gift from Emma, right? Like, and if you take a minute to remind your kids that, you know, who the gift is coming from, it becomes a lot more meaningful. If let's say it's a, uh, a course where they're actually making something, let's say sharing what they made with the person who contributed is a great thank you. And really, I find really appreciated by the gift giver. So If you do want to give a real gift, like something physical, consider something that's a zero waste gift, like a reusable, so a very good water bottle. I use the Zojirushi one. It keeps my water cold, it keeps my tea hot. It's really a great water bottle. You can see them on my website in the tab called shop. You could give them nice reusable bags, travel cutlery, beautiful cloth napkins, a handkerchief. There's lots of really beautiful gifts you can give to someone that are reusable and not wasteful. I also think it's okay to give secondhand gifts. Now, this might cause an uproar, (laughs) I hope it doesn't, but if it's relevant to the recipient saying, hey, I saw this in Goodwill or on eBay and I wanted you to have it, I think that's great. That means you took time out of your day to still give them something and it doesn't matter if it's secondhand. Plus, from the environmental standpoint, it's great because, (laughs) you know, it hasn't contributed to new production and nothing went into the landfill for it. Right? Just as an aside, if you do give a physical gift, please keep wrappings to a minimum and preferably please use something that is reusable. Now for kids, I always give my kids friends money. I get coins or I used to get coins and we used to make a picture from the coins on the card Uh, and that was fun for my kids to do because it made them feel like it was something. And it was fun for the kids too, because you know, they got coins and a cool picture and right. And it was thoughtful, um, for the bigger kids, we just slip in a larger bill in the card (laughs) and that works. Now, if giving money is an issue for you, or if money is tight, don't worry. All gifts are always welcome. No matter what, it doesn't have to be a big gift. It just has to be a thoughtful gift. And for all of those out there who are receiving gifts, remember to be grateful for the time and energy a person did put into giving your gift, no matter how small and especially if it's big. The gift or a gift is not, a gift is not everything. Sometimes your presence is present enough. So don't worry about it sometimes. If you didn't, don't be embarrassed, just say, I didn't get you a gift and I'm okay with that (laughs) and be okay with it because it's okay to sometimes be empty handed. Now, I hope that you don't let the spending frenzy that happens over the next few weeks take you in. A lot of things are on sale. So even if you're not buying gifts, even if you're, you know, using this time to buy things for yourself, please be thoughtful about what you're purchasing. Don't go shopping without lists and only buy what you need. Be thoughtful about what you need and be thoughtful about what you need versus what you want. Now I have one last thought before I wrap up, the eight nights of Hanukkah, should you give your kids a gift every night? Hmm. This is a question I get a lot and I see it a lot in a lot of places. So if you want to do it, but be thoughtful about what you're giving your kids. Here are my three suggestions. Buying them things they need versus things they want, like socks or pajamas, is okay. (laughs) Don't feel guilty about it. Not all gifts are exciting. Some of them are just useful and that's okay. And you can use this time to get your kids new things that they need. Two, giving coins is actually the point of Hanukkah. So give coins or give bills, whatever. Kids are happy with both. It doesn't need to be a big sum. But what it does is, is it allows kids to have a little bit every night and it shows them that if they save all of their coins or their bills, whatever, they can get something bigger. And it teaches them how to have goals and it teaches them how to have savings. So for example, let's say your kids want something big, like a bike or a scooter. You can break up the cost of the bike or the scooter. So if the scooter costs, you know, eighty dollars give them $10 every night and teach them that every night I'm going to give you $10 at the end, you'll have 80 and that's enough to buy the scooter. And I think that that not only teaches them how to save, but it teaches them how to not need everything right away. And that sometimes patience is a virtue. Number three, Remember, other family members will likely send gifts. So you can space out gifts over a few nights and you don't have to be the one responsible for all the night's gifts. When I was a kid, we were allowed to open one gift per night. Didn't matter if it was a check or a real gift. We were only allowed one every night. And, you know, that was it. (laughs) There wasn't anything else. And we just spaced them out. And that's also a really valuable lesson. So please please, please, I'm begging you, buy thoughtful gifts. If you are going to buy gifts, then do it with thoughtfulness for the receiver. I promise giving a useful gift will make you also feel a whole lot better in addition to showing your friend that you really value them. For now, happy gift giving and organizing and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegan and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalagonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.